Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at www.audibletrial.com slash cultural stew. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Welcome to the Cultural Stew Podcast, coming to you from the Goat Factory Media Entertainment Studios. Warning, we use adult language, and there may be spoilers ahead. Hello and welcome to episode 44 for the week of October 28th, 2019. My name is Ron Harkins Jr. and I am here with... Do you recognize me? I don't know. Just, <laughs> what? just checking. It's, it's Valerie Vidmar. I was just saying that... Uh, it's been a little while. It's been a little while, but I I do recognize you still. And did I, you know I feel as we settle into my least favorite season of winter, it will become a little bit more regular. <laughs> um, things have just been out of control. Did you notice I didn't even put the episode number because I couldn't remember which <laughs> one it was? Episode 004. Four. <laughs> like, like 40 something. Yeah. We're nearing 50. Getting we are. There, getting there quick. Um, so we got some stuff to talk about this week. Uh, a little bit of news in the media world. We got some new trailers that came out. Um, we're going to both discuss Joker mm-hmm. since we've both seen that and uh, kind of go through. Uh, what else is out there? What's new? What's interesting? Oh, and then we've got maybe a couple other stuff that we've each seen mm-hmm. um, and then wrap it up. So what's new in the media world? Uh, one of the biggest things over the last month has been uh, superhero alert. Martin Scorsese uh. um, basically calling out superhero films um, and basically calling them the equivalent of, I think, theme parks was his oh, terminology, that they're not cinema. Uh, and Francis Ford Coppola tapping in and throwing his two cents in there. Um, to me, this is just grumpy old men. It's not only just grumpy old men. We've got... Um, what's your bucket? She's also... I just talked about her. Hold on. You know what my feelings about this are is? Oh my gosh. I just God. don't fucking care. Okay. I, I, honestly, it's like it, it, they're movies, they're films, they're full on ensembles and production crew. They are cinema. They are full on written stories. They are thought about. So, you know what? If you don't think they're movies, I don't care. Just go about your business and. Go make your film on Netflix. I bet we could look at some of their films, you know, and I, say. Well, I find it funny really? that because we have Spielberg, who is both of their friends, and he came out last year saying that they're not movies if they're on Netflix, basically. And here, Scorsese's latest film is coming out on Netflix. <laughs> I don't know. They're all turning against each other. Uh, it's a. Okay. So yeah, it's just to me, it's just. Grumpy old men that I like their films, but all of a sudden they're trashing other people's films. Viola Davis. Thank you. Um, it came to me. She also piped in and it was in agreement with him. So she obviously doesn't like superhero films. I, I'm, you know, everyone knows. I, she doesn't like superhero films. She's in superhero films. 
I, but she agreed. Unless I am reading that incorrectly, which is very possible because... I would actually like to, to see a list of what movies they've actually watched that are superhero films. True. Very true. You know, did they watch some stupid schlocky film from the 80s or 90s that was totally misrepresented and it wasn't something that represented the new? But I don't know. I think that she defends Marvel against, see, that is what you call a mistake. But I corrected it early. Viola Davis defends Marvel against Martin Scorsese's criticism. So there you go. We got a strong lady on our side. Um, I, I've watched my share, but I haven't seen obviously, you know, 50%, 65, 75% of Marvel films or of superhero films. But the ones I have seen have been, uh, the characters, the ones that I've seen that are good, I will say that. The characters are well-rounded. They have a background. They have a reason for what they're doing. That's They have a character arc. I mean, isn't that a film? I just don't understand. He's saying that they're rides, which... But isn't that what we're supposed to be... We're checking out of our own lives and we're going to see the movies and they are what they are. And we've had superhero films and Tarzan and, you know, all those types of movies forever. You know what I mean? Like those are types of movies that people go and watch. And, um, I'm not quite sure why now he, is it because they're making the money? And does he think this is going to make him, I don't know why he has to say it. Just talk about it in your kitchen. And shut up. Sorry, Martin. I do respect this, but this, I mean, respect you, but I just don't. This is like, I don't know. I, I just think that this is kind of a kitchen discussion that he had to blast out for some reason. Yeah, it, it's weird to me that they went this route. I mean, if he wants to blast anybody, why doesn't he blast Steven Spielberg for basically launching the blockbuster genre? The tentpole films. Yeah. You know, that's what these movies are. They come from that. Mm-hmm. And they all, you know, they all fall into that same category. We go because we want to be entertained. We know it's going to be, you know, it's a, it's either going to be like a, a nerve wracking time or a fun time or, you know, like that's why we go. But, but I, I also think there's room for both styles of or all the different styles of films that he he's complaining about i just like you're not going to get a 300 million dollar budget on a movie like irishman it doesn't call for it right you know it there's different needs for what the movie is and and they're saying jurassic park is not a ride i mean that's the you know what you know what i mean there's all there's all types of movies that he that you could say are that's what going to the movie is. It's tapping out of reality and going into something so, else. My basic line, and and I'm not open for debate on it. If if you're calling, you know, the superhero movies trash, yeah, you cannot like them. I understand that you cannot like them. But if you start calling them not cinema or not films or not movies or theme park type fodder, shut up. <laughs> Like, seriously, I don't give a crap what your opinion is if that's what you think it is. 
I I just I don't have a like a reasonable debate to even like come back. It's just like you know what, films are films. I would say that those people maybe have not seen enough, or if they have seen them, they've seen bad ones. I don't know. But I like James Gunn's comments on it. He he equated um, Marvel films to the modern day cowboy movies. You know. The, the space uh, films from the 50s and 60s. That's right. That's what I'm you know, saying. This is what they've become. And it's like you can't trash those because they they form our, our history of art in film. Yeah, that's what I was talking about. I mean, we have, you know, who's, I mean, Tarzan is, you know, yeah. like this little hero guy. I mean, and how long has he been around? I mean, I've seen so many movies where... It's the same type of film. We just have bigger budgets now. And look at all the stars that are in them. Some people look at a Jackson Pollock painting and say, oh, "Oh, that's crap. That's very true. Oh, (laughs) I can do that. (laughs) But then they look at a Monet and they're just like, well, that's a bunch of dots. Or not a Monet. um, Yeah, was that? No. Soro. George Soro. You know, the Sunday in the Park with George. And you look at it and it's like, oh, oh it's just a bunch of dots on a screen, but or on a painting. You know, there's varying levels of art Very and true. it's always in the eye of the beholder. And if there's people that will sit their butt in a chair and watch a film, then you succeeded. Watch the film about Pollock. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> just joking. Um, I would absolutely agree. It's just the same as literature. It's the same as people that, you know, people don't like poetry. Something people like poetry it's it's but there are people that really can't stand all different types of genres and this is just one genre of film but it's a film anyway just let us talk about this forever but sorry (laughs) superhero alert out (laughs) so i mean we'll put that in the notes if you want to skip the whole superhero conversation you can just skip that but It it, it evolves more than just superhero. It it literally hits me on like a filmmaker level. It's like, come on, really? No, I agree. I mean, I do. I I have watched my share now, and I watch. I mean, I grew up watching Superman. I mean, Christopher Reeve. Like, I mean, he was this dreamy guy from Kansas who turned into this amazing, you know what I mean? Like, and I was this little girl. I mean, and I wanted to be the Hulk. I was Hulk underoos, Hulk everything. I like kind of had a Hulk toy chest. I, you know, did Hulk impressions. I did anyway, but, um, they obviously had an impact on me. So, Yeah. I don't know if you can make a little kid happy, if you can make an adult happy, if you can just escape from your life for a little bit, who gives a crap what the movie is about? Anyway, but a lot of people don't like dramas either. So, yeah. Okay. Um, might not not like dramas, but you don't call it that it's not a film. That's not art. I know. That that's where it, it crossed the line for me. Is it like when you stop calling it? Yeah. Okay, moving on. Um, so there is a new Pirates of the Caribbean reboot. Okay, that and it's funny. being done by the producer of Chernobyl and the writers of Chernobyl. Is it Chernobyl or Chernobyl? Chernobyl, whatever the one that was just on uh, right. HBO that series. So, um, hmm. that's interesting. 
Okay. I'm just in, so I'm just that kind might of... mean it might take a little bit more serious tone instead of the comedic, which will be an interesting direction for it to go. Do, but we don't have any idea. No clue. Okay. I mean, I don't know why it's being rebooted. Um. Well, I don't think they, they want to deal with Johnny Depp anymore. No, that's fine. But was there more story to tell? I mean, how many movies are out there? Four. That's it? Mm-hmm. Seemed like there were six. They just seemed like. And I like, I mean, obviously I, I was Johnny Depp gal, honestly, for years. Everybody knows it. And uh, I never got into them. My sister, well, Wendy, loves them. I think they're fun. I um, he's, I liked him. I mean, he was nominated for Academy Award for the first one. Anyway, but that'll be interesting. I just, I just found that interesting that it was. I don't know why it's like rebooting. Team. It's like another okay. Let's let's reboot it and see why. But if they take it a completely different direction, it could be worth it. Okay, you know, it's just if, they were, so if they were keeping it with the schlocky comedic stuff, then okay, we'll talk about that. Next, when, we, when we're talking about new trailers, there's something that kind of made me think about something else. But um, Robert Evans dies at 89, and he produced Chinatown. Uh, unfortunately, he produced Sliver, um, Popeye, Marathon Man. Popeye? Yeah. Okay. I like Popeye. Um, I mean, that's that's Robin Williams and um, what's I, her name? I know. Her name's not popping her, up. Well, she was in The Shining. Yes. Um, he did The Cotton Club, Urban Cowboy, uh, The Godfather Part Two, The Godfather, and then he was an actor. All right. Um, there's a bunch of other news, but let's move on to the trailers. Got an interesting new trailer talking about movies being rebooted. Mm-hmm. Um, Doctor Doolittle, starring Robert Downey Jr. Did you see him? I RDJ. I did not like it. <laughs> I like the way you said that. I did not. It's like really it. weird. Well, Doctor Doolittle is weird and odd. Yeah, but he ta- he has a weird accent that's like distracting me. <laughs> <laughs> this whole trailer. I, like, I don't like what he's, he, I don't know what accent he's trying to pull off. I think he's just trying to be different. I think he's just trying to be, um, yeah. This is, this is his first big thing post Marvel. Are you starting like runs over there? <laughs> you going on runs? <laughs> Yeah, no. <laughs> He's going to do laps around the studio here. This is just funny because I said, I hear I'm wearing this fancy dress to this wedding over the weekend, which you shot. But um, I said, I'm wearing this really nice dress, but I have this white running thing. He's like, this This is a runner's group. Did you see? I had mine on. This is a runner's group. No <laughs> one cares. Of me and it was No there. one cares that you have it on. I said, okay, but the, it keeps <laughs> coming off and I don't know how to is it shut notifications it. or is it they're little notifications hold the the upper left button 
Well, look at it. See what I mean? Yeah, go to Do Not Disturb. Where is that? So What's it look like? The one that's the little um, moon. Oh, God, there it is again. All these runners and their knowledge of... You just go to the moon and then select the moon. That's the Do Not Disturb. Go to the moon. Oh, go to the moon. Go to the moon, Valerie. Come on. Where's the moon? Bring it back. There you got it. Do not disturb. There we go. Okay. Um, I think that he always tries to come up with something new and different and have his character be wacky and wonky. And um, Some people are going to like it and some people aren't. I like his hair. That's the first thing I noticed. Oh, his hair's kind of cool. It'll be interesting. It's just it, funny it, it because it seems you, like one of the ones I'm going to wait until it comes out on video. That's fine. I don't know. We'll find it doesn't out. Doesn't seem like one that's going to drag me to the theaters to go see it. Another one that's not going to drag me to the movies to go see it because you won't have to go to the movies to see it. Oh, really? You Continue. know what I'm going to say? Yeah, because we're also still talking about reboots. I know. Is this actually being streamed? It is one of the ones coming to the new or Disney Plus. Well, I may not have it. So I may not have to deal with it. Even Zoe, my nine-year-old, was like, Mom, I don't know how, I just don't think I can After our lovely discussion last time, you're not going to get Disney Plus now? Well, (laughs) I'm trying to think if Jeff Goldblum is worth it or not. I don't know. Um, Maybe not. So Lady and the Tramp originally... But there's more Night. than just Lady and the Tramp. I know, but I'm talking about Lady and the Tramp right now. Unfortunately, it's being rebooted into a live action. Now, Lady and the Tramp came out in 1955 and it's perfect. Has perfect voices, perfect everything. It's perfect. And now we have a 2019 that is not perfect. The um, Tramp doesn't look like Tramp at all. They try to make Lady look like Lady, but they don't make Tramp look like Tramp at all. I, his voice isn't too bad. It's, uh, what's his bucket? Um, I mean, they had problems casting the dog. Well, I like the dog's voice. It's pretty close. Justin Throw is pretty close. But Lady Tessa Thompson, no. No, no, no. But you know what? I can. I haven't seen it, but Peg is by um, Janelle Monae. Is that the singer? Yeah, I think she's gonna kick that. That's gonna be awesome. She's probably gonna be awesome. Trusty, come on now. Trusty is by Sam Elliott. Sam Elliott's doing Trusty. So hey, I've seen Lady in the Trap once, and I thought it was boring. What? Yes. (laughs) What? Boring, really? Yeah. It's like one of my favorite movies. Mm -hmm. And it's a Disney movie. Mm -hmm. And it'll be on Disney Plus. I own it. The original will be on Disney Plus. I own it. It doesn't matter what it comes out of a vault. Disney and their vaults. It's coming out of the vault for only two weeks and you got to run and buy it. But now the whole vault's open. Ugh. You can watch whatever you want. And you can tape them. No, you can't. Unless you stick like a video screen in front of it. But why would you want to? You can DVR them. It's cheap enough. DVR them. That's what I mean. Tape them. Jeez. 
can't be, I don't have a DVR, but you could, I suppose. Um, I'm just going to say no, no to this and move on because it was appalling. You should go watch, but you should see. see. For me, the Disney Plus thing is Mandalorian. The no, new no, Star no. Wars I'm not series. talking about that. I'm talking about Lady and the Tramp being just ridiculous. Okay, yeah. so moving on. But kids will like it, or they won't. If they, I've are, seen kids like stuff that are the stupidest things on earth. Oh, absolutely! I like kids' so, stuff. That I, I think stuff they're they're good enough to be able to throw because a bet they haven't down seen and the say original. there's enough kids that'll watch it. My children are very, uh, very in touch with the original and the original voices. I have the record. I played the record in my little uh, Fisher Price record player and listened to it my entire life. Then I found it later in life, and so I. Yes, I still listen to it, actually. And then I had my daughters listen to it. They are very, you know. So the voices, even Wendy and I, this is going to sound strange. Sorry, Wendy. But we had a crush on the tramp. I know that he's a cartoon character and dog. His voice was just like, you know, him and Robin Hood. probably equivalent to people having a crush on Jessica Rabbit. Yeah, that's so funny because we were talking about Jessica, Jessica Rabbit and the girls hadn't seen her yet. And they just, and they're like, who is that? <laughs> I said, that's Jessica Rabbit. She's in a Disney movie? Like, yeah. Yep. <laughs> it's Kim Basinger, right? Yep. Um, yeah. So, yeah, makes sense. I mean, Robin Hood was just ugh, dashing. And, yeah, as yeah, a fox. He is a fox. So, I know that sounds strange. I guess, but you know, people have get crushes on like strange that, that they're not exactly pe- the people. So you had a crush on Jessica Rabbit, or you say no, people? I know people that have. Okay. Yeah. There, I have. What else you got? Thrown out a secret. I had something else there. I did. American Son. American Son has, um. My chick. Let me see what her name is. It's about a woman whose son goes missing. And all they do is focus on the fact that <laughs> it's Carrie Washington. Sorry. Um, and. Oh, it's from the stage. Sorry. And Stephen Pasquale, Pasca, Pascal. Mm-hmm. Sorry. They bring their performance from the stage to the screen in an adaptation of the play American Son. Oh, of course, it opened on Broadway about a year ago. And um, so we're going to see how it turns out. But it, it looks like all they do is treat him as if he was like, you know, a some type of um, a gang member or you know all they're asking her all these questions and they're not taking her seriously and you know it's you know another movie about race yep Yep. race which honestly we're always probably we're always going to have movies about race because it's this never ending 
society. Uh, nope, it's not. And there were other there were other ones I saw that I just didn't see think worth mentioning. But if you would like to, you can. Well, the one I think that was worth mentioning is well, Star Wars. Okay, well that it was worth Skywalker. mentioning. I got actually a my phone totally went berserko and said, you know, that's the only one that it said, you know, new trailer came out for this. Fandango? Or I don't know. I don't even know what it was, but probably one of your apps of the movie theater. Probably, and it said new trailer, new trailer, and it was that. So yeah, it's a pretty kick-ass new trailer. Um, you know, the saga is wrapping up, so this is we've got our tickets, so we're excited to see it. You have your tickets already? Oh, absolutely. That's so cute. You're so cute. That's that's cute. Um, <laughs> oh, that's cute. It is cute. I. Um, it looks good. Did you see the the Imagineering story? Did you see that? Um, it's going to be one of the things on Disney Plus. It's a whole docu series. That looks cool. Yeah, that looks. They have a lot really, of behind really the scenes cool. stuff it's, that they're going to be doing. The Imagine the Imagineering is how I saying for that. Galaxy's Edge. And, it's um, it takes viewers into parts of Disney parks that they don't get to see and. Um, shows you how they put things together. My, this is this has my older sister Wendy written all over it, all over it. Um, now there was a there was a movie that was coming out that had the. Well, let me finish the ones I was. Oh, go ahead. Um, another I, one that was coming out is the King. Uh, with Timothy Chalamet and Robert Pattinson in it. Ooh. Yeah, it looks good. Okay. It's going to be a Netflix film. Um, and then an interesting, another Disney movie, Jungle Cruise, based on the Jungle Cruise ride with I Emily Blunt and Dwayne The Rock Johnson in it. Oh, my God. Um, so Sorry. Yeah, this will be another interesting thing. But again, one that I'll wait until it comes out on video to watch it. I felt like there was another Les Mis movie. Um, it was a documentary that was at Cannes this year. That's what the Les Mis okay. is. It is? Yeah. What's it about? Because it did not look. That's a documentary. About what? Um, some riots. Oh. Paris riots. Oh, it's okay. Like a, it's just, okay. There. I don't know if it's a documentary. It's a French. Fa- I believe fa- it's French. Correct? Yes. Okay. I saw that and yeah. it was just like, wow, that looks. Well, there is, I think there is a Les Mis that is being done as a series. Yeah, it's but a it's BBC. actual based on the, the Les Mis book. This the Victor is different. Hugo book. This is the different from that. Yeah. That, that That's what I thought it was when I first saw that. And I'm like, oh, this isn't that. That's a BBC miniseries. I'm yeah. getting really into the BBC lately. I just thought I'd share that, uh. I don't know who you are, and I, I can't remember, and I apologize. But three of three of you said watch Poldark. Thank you. <laughs> That's all I'd say. Have you heard of Poldark? Sounds familiar. Well, Poldark is on BBC. You can actually find it on Amazon Prime, I believe, or because I, I don't think it's on Netflix. Um, and it's great. So. And there's a couple other movies in there that we missed. Another Netflix one, but this one has Meryl Streep in it. The Laundry Laundromat. With, and directed by Steven Soderbergh. 
But it's probably not going to be, that's not really a movie, is it? Because it's on Netflix. So I don't know if we should mention that. Yeah. I'm being facetious. We can't tell. Um, I am excited about seeing it, but I will see, you know, her walk across the stage and stand there probably. Um, I think that is it. I am surprised about the Jungle Cruise. I did not see the Jungle Cruise movie. And that is just, I hope that turns out okay for them. It It's really weird. <laughs> it looks like something that was ripped out of like 80s. They're trying to, what other rides can they make? <laughs> I'm just trying to I'm think. I'm sure they've got something in line for each of their rides. Like... The haunt, uh, the Tower of Terror wasn't. I think that was already a movie. Tower of Terror, it's, that's at Disney World. The Tower of it's Terror, Universal Studios, isn't it? I think so. Yeah, because they. I always love the haunted, it was haunted mansion, mansion or and haunted. in Pirates of the Caribbean. Those are my two favorite ones. The rides, and I then I um, we liked the Space Mountain. They're probably going to have to come up with Space Mountain, but you don't, all that is, is you can't see a thing and you zip around. So I can't imagine a movie about that. I haven't been since I was a junior. Tomorrow. And I will probably never go again and waste my money. Tomorrow. Now that would be interesting. If they took an entire area like Tomorrowland and then made it real. Wasn't that a movie with George Clooney? It could have been, but. Tomorrowland? But I don't think it's about that. If it is. Or what are all the different lands? My sister is screaming her head off. Well, so is Kendra, but my entire family actually is screaming their head off at all the different. There's Tomorrowland. There's this. Oh, there's six lands. I like Main Street. Yeah. Tomorrowland. It was a Disney film. About Tomorrowland? Yes. Okay, well, I see. It was the one with George Clooney. You know? Okay, Fantasyland and Frontierland. There we go. We've got those to go. And Main Street USA. I, I don't know how they're going to do that, but it would be kind of funny. Just doing one about Disney World. Just do the whole damn thing in one movie and get it over with. I think they have in like several documentaries. <laughs> God. <laughs> On Walt Disney. Whatever they can do. Okay. Let's talk about our cue and review. Can I move us on? Yes, you can move us on. She's slowly progressing her role into becoming the lead. No, I'm not. <laughs> I feel like we're so tired that we are rambling. That's okay. Rambling is fun. Um, so let's talk about Joker. Not the Joker, but Joker. Joker. I okay. can't. So, um, yeah, the biggest thing going into this film was that they said over and over again that this is not going to be the Joker you know. This is um, not going to be based on anything in the comics. This is a brand new iteration of how the character would devolve into becoming somebody who would eventually become the Joker. Mm-hmm. Um, and after watching the movie, I say, okay, well, yeah. Um Hmm. I got some I got some thoughts about the movie. Go ahead. I have thoughts. Um, so Joaquin Phoenix, lead role. Perfect. 
Um, I, well, did you not think that, it, well, there were times when he, his face looked like Sean Penn's. It was bizarre. But, um, yeah, I thought that he was perfect perfection in this movie. And I can't imagine it being anybody else. I mean, did you like him in the movie? I liked him. He's not my favorite Joker, but I liked him. Well, I mean, that's fine. But do you, I, I liked, I, I saw, so I saw. I liked tw- his dedication to the role. Yes. I'll say that. I saw it twice, which my husband walked out and said, there's no way in hell I'd ever see that again. Not meaning that he didn't like it, but meaning that that was way too much for him, which I think a lot of my friends actually said, uh, wow, that was really a lot. I mean, this really approaches mental health (sighs) to a point where what happens when you take somebody that is kind of faltering mentally, that's surviving just enough by having the right amount of drugs to help medication medicate him. Um, but his background is a little bit messy. And then what happens when you pull that safety rug out from underneath him and how he navigates this world and how quickly one can go from that state to another state with just the right amount of pushing and shoving in that direction. And then when his, the whole thing with his mother finally come on, completely destroys everything that he knows. Not just that. I mean, okay, yes, we're talking about, uh, okay, I've got lots of feelings about this. Um, he has a card that he hands out that tells people that he has a condition where he laughs um, in, in, uh, during inappropriate times. This kid, we find out, was tied or was, uh, I guess, let, I don't know how he was. That he was tied to a radiator. radiator. They don't know for how long. And abused, how, however, by his, the mother who he thought it was his um, birth mother, but she ends up, he was adopted so he's not Bruce Wayne's child because she's always told him that she was, uh, they were in love and he... No, she never told him that until he discovered the letter. He knew nothing about Bruce Wayne uh, or Thomas Wayne. Oh, interesting. Okay, okay, well... She just, he, she always told him that her his father went away when he was young. But we still had that as part of his break. We still had that peace because he he goes that was that was the the thing yeah so i i I misspoke when i said always um but he doesn't so here's the thing when i was a kid and i got into situations that were uncomfortable i laughed i um a lot of family members laugh when they're getting in uncomfortable situations i know a ton of people that do i know adults that do He just happened to really laugh, but we don't know what the hell his life was like before then. And here he is, 
he has a card, he has a job, he takes seriously, he chases the kids that take his sign that he's trying to hold up and, and he's wanting to get the sign back. Um, he's holding down a job and he's taking care of his mother. He's bathing his mother. I mean, he's taking care of her. And he is going to his therapist. He's doing all the things he can do, except that he writes in a diary. And I felt like there were so many things. I was talking to Kendra actually right before the show, and she hit on so many things that I was like, you know what, that's right. But it's not just, it's not about mental health as much as it's about being let down by the system. He was let down by the system because nobody saved him from that abuse. How old is he? Why was he not in school? If he was not in school, why wasn't there a truancy officer, somebody coming to see where was he and getting him out of there and nobody helped him. And then he has to deal with this and then he goes through and guess what? He's on medication. He's going to see his therapist. He's doing what he's supposed to do. And bam, they take that away. And um, the system fails him there. Uh, he has these. I felt uh, I just felt he was so horribly lonely. He said that he was miserable. Was it every day of his life? He was sad or I mean, he creates this world where he has the guy, you know, he goes on the the talk show where Robert De Niro is the talk show host and they watch it every single night. And here he has this dream, his, this daydream about this guy who calls him down and hugs him and said, if I had a son, I would want him to be just like you. So he has these daydreams about being cared about, about people liking him, about people caring about him. He has a whole thing with the woman that lives down the hall. And we thought... Yeah, and you, you see, you start to see the cracks in where his reality is struggling to separate what's real and what's not. And he is, I mean, he was <clears throat> taken advantage of, and, you know, the guy gives him a gun, then lies about it. He didn't know what the gun was when it went off. He acted like a child. I mean, he was a child. Like he, his reaction was like a little kid's to turn me up the TV. And he, oh my God, you know, he realized like, oh my gosh, what happens? And um, Kendra had a really good point. He uses the gun. We're not really sure if he understands what is happening, but he's using the gun to silence the people that are that are cruel, that, that are, have been mean, that are silencing all the negative voices. So the guy is on, they're so negative and they're sitting there making fun of him, making fun of him. And then, you know, they see him, they see them try to, you know, mess with this woman. And he just, that's how he silences them. And then he gets, he gets pulled onto, I mean, I can't imagine having, being pulled onto a show that you've watched every night and looking up to somebody 
to the point where they you, know, you would want them to say that they would be their dad. He would be your dad if he could. And then he makes fun of him. He even plays the clip right before he goes out there. I am not saying that he should have shot him. I'm not saying that. I am just saying, well, we don't even know if he did shoot him because we don't know what's real and what's not real. I assume he did. But we don't really know what happened because we had so many things going on that really didn't happen. So, Well, I think that what happened at the end of the talk show was happened because I think it was the final break of him accepting the reality of things are broken and this is who I am. That's the whole thing about the Joker is that the Joker is embraces his psycho reality. Well, because the guy calls him Joker. Yeah. Calls him a Joker. But I, I mean, think that that was his his big turning point when he put the suit on and he just finally just They're talking about took care of business. The, there were two main scenes that that took place in bathrooms. One was when he ran away after he shot the guys in the subway and then he is like he's trying to get his center back and he gets into that public restroom and he mm-hmm. and he's it's almost doing tai chi. I I think it was a loose form of tai chi because the move looked familiar. Uh-huh. Um and he's, you know, but he does that again towards the end when he becomes Mhm. and he's at peace with it. You could see he's, like the whole change of like the dancing. That's where the dancing came in, which I thought was kind of cool because, you know, I always remembered um, Jack Nicholson dancing, but um, the dancing, the laughing, Jason was just like, I didn't know if I could take listen to this guy laugh anymore. I just don't think I could. it didn't really bother me. The one heartbreaking one was when he was trying to cry so much. He was trying to cry, but it just kept coming out as laughter. And he, I mean, it was painful for me to watch. I, He was uh, extremely disturbed. He was extremely, he, he was horribly abused. He had an alternate reality. Who knows if he ever went to school. Um, this woman may have kept him home his entire life. Uh, and we don't know anything about that part. But so, the thing is that the, he was trying to do the right stuff. He was trying to do the right thing. He had a job, which is more than some. He was going to a therapist, which is more than some. He was taking his medication. He told them, I need more. I need more medication. I need something different, which happens to a lot of us. It's like, this isn't working. I do not feel well. And I'm telling you right now, I need something different. And they couldn't do it for him. So I guess, I I don't think that... when you do really chemicals in the brain and all this stuff that, you know, they have all these masses of people. That's nothing to do with mental illness. There's tons of people that are angry. They're mad about this or that. And then they adopt the Joker. That's not his problem. That's not what he did. I mean, that all, that all seemed a little far-fetched to me, but we are talking about Gotham City. Yeah, and and there's that whole background to this is the the comics version of the things that are going on. Um, the one thing I've always liked about the Joker is 
most of the time his background was never delved into. Um, and Heath Ledger for me is still the version of the Joker that I like the most mm -hmm. because he was a very much, he always made up something different about his background. Mm -hmm. I think there's like three or four moments in the background where they kept trying to figure out who he is, that it was something different. Like he was never honest about who he was and it was just a very burn, burn the world down or uh, I'm missing the, the phrase, um, but it watched the world burn. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if this is from the comics or from one of the movies, but Bruce observes that, or it was maybe, I think it was Alfred, that some people are so far broken that you can't fix that broken. Mm -hmm. And the fact that Todd Phillips decided to take that character and see, okay, what could, what could we make of a backstory that would create that character? Mm -hmm. um, and then the, the pieces of comics that bleed through into the actual film. You've got, you know, you've got Thomas Wayne and you've got the scene with um, young Bruce and then you have Thomas Wayne and his wife leaving into the alley and getting shot. It's the story we've seen mm -hmm. over four different films. Right. We know how Bruce's parents came. Um, this spin on it was that it all came from the chaos of mm -hmm. what the Joker started so even though Bruce and Joker are not brothers, they're entwined by a moment that happened because of something so dramatic. Joker became the Joker and Bruce Wayne became Batman all at the same moment, the same crux. You know, that is what bore, born Batman at the same time Joker established himself as I'm the king of, I'm the king of crazy. I, I thought. And it's interesting to me that they, for some, how much talk there was that they weren't going to be tapping into the comic things that they did as much as they did, that they even went into showing that scene with Bruce's parents. Well, I haven't read all the, the articles out there. So it may be in an article somewhere. Is it possible that all these people that are saying, gosh, it's showing a negative spin on mental illness, it's not? The whole thing is actually a, a negative spin on the fact that the society fails people. The people I think, are I think failed it's, by it's, society. It's a both. It's a, a what happens when it turns, mental health doesn't have the support of society yeah, and it, how far it can break. And then you take Gotham, which is look how far society can begin to develop. And that's just the start. Like for Gotham in that terms of story, that would just be the start of Gotham falling into 10 years of basically hell before Batman comes on the scene as Batman and starts trying to clean up everything. But I, I think it is a twofold story. It's I, I think it is. I mean, it's interesting. I just feel like the whole, the part where he, it starts to change, like the biggest change is when he goes in and she says, I, I, I they cut our funding. And I'm, you know, he's like, well, how am I going to get my medication? She says, I'm sorry. And he's just sitting there and you feel like, oh, shit. You know what I mean? And she says, 
they don't give a shit about people like you. And they don't give a shit about people like me. I mean, it's, it's just the whole, we are failed by society when it comes to mental illness. We just are. I mean, if you don't have it, if you don't have insurance and you need it, um, you're kind of screwed. It's, it's, it's a really difficult thing. I think that I have, I mean, I have my own issues and I have friends that have their own issues and, and, and medication is needed. Um, thank God we have insurance. Thank God we're taken care of, but there's so many people that aren't taken care of. And here is somebody who wasn't taken care of now. The murdering and all that stuff, of course. Of course, that's not something I've ever, like, you know what I mean? That, but they're sure they're talking about a character, a caricature that somebody has created that is matching a caricature that is in a comic book. And this is a movie. I'm, I think it's good that they're, you know, I think he's trying to make, say, have a message using the Joker. Fine. I don't have a care. I don't have a problem with it. It's just that people going ape shit over it. It's just kind of like, okay, well. Going ape shit because of. They're saying that it's negative about mental illness. It's just, they're saying now it's. Look at the, look what they're saying about mental illness. They're all going to go crazy and kill people, and that that that's what they're headed toward. That's not what I pulled out of it. I know, <laughs> me neither. I didn't think that at all. And there's tons of articles about how negative this movie was, uh, for and how it just pulled mental illness down and how, you know, we've been trying to do all this work about mental illness and then this movie comes out and just shatters everything. People, if you really understood what you're watching, it's not about mental illness. In fact, he was, in my opinion, it's trying to help that whole thing. It's saying these people need help. And if you don't have help, Shit is going to just <laughs> blow up. I mean, I'm not saying that people are going to go out and kill kill all these people. They could kill themselves. And how many times did he pull the gun up to himself? We yeah. thought he was going to kill himself. So, I don't know. I I didn't have a problem seeing it twice. Jason was, I think Jason was shocked that I saw it twice. They have a problem with people that act differently. They have a problem with people that you know, fall just, outside of the societal norms. Yeah, they just they just do. I mean, a guy who laughs, he has a condition. People don't handle conditions well. People just don't handle. I mean, there's so many people that just don't handle the odd man out. The, the, I mean, that's why we have the bullies and the problems with the bullies and all this stuff. I mean, like I, I mean, I could dive way down into the bell jar here. But I won't. It's just that I would say uh, somebody, I can't remember, was it New Yorker? Somebody saying that this, this was the, the worst movie of the year or something. <laughs> um, I disagree. Okay. What do you, I would say see it 
if you haven't seen it yet and we've told you all of the stuff. Um, I think it's worth seeing at least once. Um, yeah, I do too. I was shocked by it. I, 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 I was shocked. I did not see the Robert De Niro. For me, I think I would have appreciated it more if it wasn't tied to the Joker, I think. Okay. Because I have such that ingrained, I like not knowing the Joker's backstory. Here's the thing. This isn't the real backstory. This is somebody who created a backstory that, because he just used the Joker as, I mean, he has nothing to do with Marvel. He has nothing to do with, no, sorry, DC. Yeah, he does. He was hired by DC to make the film. But that's not, but they're, they're going to say that this is his backstory. This is creating a backstory for the Joker. It's a, it's like, uh, I think the the version would be calling retconning, uh, a character. Um, I thought it was more of like an artsy piece saying it is an artsy piece, but at the same time, when you use elements of the established story and throw them in there, then you are creating something that fits within the timeline. They could easily go from this and start making a good Batman film off of it. You know, there and like other things with Joker. I mean, I mean it's kind of it fascinating. Is, it is a branch backstory that was well told. Did you not think it was sad that he goes and he thinks that for a moment there that he is the son of of uh, Wayne? <laughs> I don't know his first name. Thomas. Um, huh? Thomas. Thomas Wayne. And he goes to see his, what he, who he thinks is his brother. I mean, yeah. he turns into a little kid right then. I mean, it's sad. It's just, I find him to be a sad, yes, character. And yeah, I, I'm not looking, I guess I'm separating him from the, I shouldn't, but I am separating him from the guy that goes nuts at the end or then is shooting people and killing people and killing the guy with what did he have something terrible in his apartment the guy that gave him the gun yeah Ugh. anyway um <laughs> he lets the other guy go you're always nice to me i i would put this disclaimer on it if you're in a dark place don't see not a it. good movie to see. Not a good movie Until to see. Until you can prepare yourself to I went see it. not in a good place, saw Joker and saw Judy in the same... I saw them within two days and thought, oh, oh God, yeah. I am in the bell jar. No, I'm just kidding. Um, yeah, Judy actually was harder for me, so I wouldn't see that one again. But this one, I think, you know what it was? Is really Joaquin's, his acting is what brought me back. I just thought he was fascinating. And the, he never, he just was perfection. So if he doesn't get nominated, it's a, it's a joke. But anyway. <laughs> okay. All right, let's move on. What's in our grab bag? Uh, so new in theaters uh, coming up this weekend. We've got Terminator. Uh, Terminator. Um, definitely going to go see that. I've already got tickets for Friday. It actually doesn't look bad to me. Why well, think it started on Halloween? You know, why couldn't it have been like a Wednesday opening? I don't know, because a lot of people don't give a shit about Halloween anymore. Yeah, but for us parents that still have to go out for Halloween. I know. I can't. I'm doing it. 
They only had two showings, so it was like both of them are right in the time frame. Oh, really? really? Yeah. So go on Friday. Wait, you have teenagers. I have a 12-year-old and a 15-year-old. Okay. Well, yeah. Okay. Does the 15-year-old still go out? She'll go out. Um, so we go out with uh, their younger cousin as well. And okay. Just walk around and, you know, it'll probably be the oldest I, ones last year. Do you dress? I dress up. Jason, I make him dress up, but I always dress up every year. I don't dress up. I'm the only parent, like the, the room mom that comes in dressed up. <laughs> Everyone else isn't. <laughs> anyway, also Harriet is coming out, which I'm really excited about. Harriet Tubman. Yeah, um, it's got Cynthia Revo and um, the one who played it, Burr in Hamilton. Missing his name right now. But there's a couple couple of people from Hamilton that's in that movie. Oh, that's cool. Um, and then next week we have Dr. Sleep, the sequel to Shining. Did you read the book? No. Okay. <laughs> As soon as it came out. Oh, I'm sorry. Let, oh, Rod doesn't read books. No. <laughs> Leslie Odom Jr., by the yes, way, that so great. that all of the Hamilton people don't freak out. Um, so, yeah. I. It's PG-13, Harriet. And I'm hoping that uh, I'm going to have to go watch it first. And then hopefully it's going to be okay for... There's also, they just released a, um, uh, Cynthia Revo sings a song on there and they just released it mixed with the recent trailer and she's just, her voice is off the charts. Amazing. So I um, think it's going to be great. I, 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 I hope it's going to be great. So, yeah. And then, uh, over in the new streaming stuff, um, as I mentioned earlier, we got Apple TV Plus launches this Friday. A um, bunch of new things on there. Um, For All Mankind is something that I'm really interested in looking at. And I think they already renewed it for the second season and they have it planned out for seven seasons. Um, and then Dickinson um, with Haley Steinfeld looks really good. i uh, been hearing good things about Elephant Queen, which is a documentary type um one that looks also pretty awesome. Um, and then C with Jason Momoa looks really good. It just got really loud out there. <laughs> it did. There's, it seems. So, those are, that launches on Friday and then next week on the 12th, Disney Plus launches and then we get Star Wars Mandalorian and a couple other fun stuff that I'm looking forward to seeing. So the next couple weeks are going to be really jam-packed with streaming. There's a new one out with uh, all I can see is all I can think of is Judd from KU. Oh, living with yourself with Paul Rudd. Rudd. Judd. Ud. Yes, um, Ud. I've watched two episodes of that so far. What did you think? It's weird. <laughs> what is but it I'll about? Continue watching. Um, it is about Paul Rudd. Living this is on his, Netflix, by the way. Yeah, living his life um, kind of in a doldrum, and one of his friends 
at work is coming up with all these great ideas and has so much energy. And he says, you know, where do you get all this from? He tells him about this um, wonderful place that he went to, basically like a day spa. He said, you just go to the, call this number, bring $50,000 and they'll give you the address. So he contemplates it, contemplates it and ends up doing that. And he goes to a spa and the next thing you know, he's waking up in a, basically a grave and coming out of the grave wrapped up in saran wrap. And what we find out is that the place that he went to was a cloning facility. So they actually, they cloned him. So his clone has been living out his day as him while he woke up from the grave and then it just starts devolving from there. Okay. So I only got two episodes in. Um, Jury's still out on it. I'll go back to it eventually. Okay. It wasn't enough to make me like, oh, I just got to pour through this. But they're short, like I think half hour episodes. I don't think they're very long. Okay. I don't know if there's anything that's coming out this week. Um, on... There was a zombie thing that just came out. Daybreak on oh, Netflix. I saw that. I wasn't quite sure when it was coming out. Um, Peaky Blinders season five just came out. Uh, two they, weeks ago, they have new episodes of Spirit. Yeah, for uh, but those Daybreak kids out there. just came out last week. Yeah, so Daybreak okay. is on there right now. Um, so yeah, there's a couple things on there. I know one of them, unbelievable. You're going to talk about I am. here in a little bit. That came out a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the big things are going to be right now. It's just yeah, what's being launched, and then I think in a couple two weeks. I want to say the 12th or the 18th is sticking in my mind for The Witcher on Netflix. So those are still coming. On TV, uh, not much new or interesting. Most of the good stuff is on streaming or cable. Uh, Watchmen just started over on HBO. Um, Loving it. It's only two episodes in so far, but I really like it. Um, And Silicon Valley season five, season six. Just had its season premiere last night. Some new things are starting up on the streaming services um, and cable services, but not much new on TV that's hasn't been out that I'm not watching. So there's not been any new shows that have been like, oh, I got to watch that um, to go on. A couple of stuff in the games category. Uh, Call of Duty Modern Warfare just came out. Uh, I've been playing that for a couple of days. Mm-hmm. Um, looking forward to, on the 15th, Star Wars Fallen Order comes out. Um, that'll probably wrap me up for a good couple weeks. And also on the 8th, uh, Death Stranding, which is an interesting-looking game. Um, I might be getting that one as well. And then the other thing from the games is the PlayStation 5 is real. And it's planned releases for the next holiday season. So probably beginning of the year, we'll have a full reveal of what it looks like. But Sony has been dropping little hints as to what it is and what it looks like and what to expect out of it. So that's all I got. What do you got? In, anything in books and music? Nothing. All right. Well, let's go into... I'm not saying there isn't anything. I just don't have anything. Yeah. What's in our... Rex, Other uh, stuff. Rex went on very cute. Well, I I watched a f- few shows. I watched Unbelievable, uh, which is about a 
girl who well, this, these are this is a true story and it's actually from the uh, a Pulitzer Prize winning article life. article yeah yeah and it deals with a girl that gets raped there's no evidence there's well they kind of screw up the evidence he, he there's evidence yeah there's evidence and then how she's treated when she's put in there uh when she's when two of her closest people basically don't believe her and that changes the course of events of oh, what happens yeah because she acts she doesn't act the way they feel like she somebody grew up in an orphanage right well, she, or she, grew, she foster homes. Foster homes. Um, she doesn't act the way they feel that somebody who just got raped should act because she's looking for, you know, she's freaking out about her sheets. He took the sheets. She's wanting her sheets. Wants the exact thing. If she, and, the, and people would be thinking. It's interesting. I'm coming at this from a different angle. So I came at from uh, this American Life podcast with the girl. and She in, said it was perfect. Was that? She she really right 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 i'm just saying but um from what i remember is they were saying um she was a, a person who liked attention and so she kept going out and wanting the attention so um one of the examples was after right after the rape the person that was doing the um was her the counselor mm-hmm. and there she was they said that she was being flirty with him um as he was giving her a card to go out and get those sheets. And they said it was stuff like that, that kind of set off that this is not how somebody should be acting. I love how people think that they know how people should be acting. Um, but as it evolves and other girls start being raped in the same way, which um, there basically is no DNA evidence there left, but they are all exactly done exactly the same. And he takes a shower, like he bathes, and but you know, yeah, he's it's the strangest thing. Um, but they keep going on and these are in Colorado, I believe. And, um, finally these two women join up and I felt like the feelings that these women had going into this to try to figure out who was doing it because they knew that it was going to keep happening and the Tony Collette did a great job. The other um, actress, I don't have her name in front of me because I, I don't have anything in front of me. Um, she did a fantastic job as well. But um, I was, one of my friends is a nurse, um, Jill Coughlin, and she was saying that she could not stop watching the show and that she thought it was interesting how they showed the uh, way the way how things had changed 
um, throughout the years and how they treat uh, rape victims. And they have a special group, actually, um, that they call, they're on call. And they bring them in and they bring everybody in so that the victim only has to tell the story one time and that's it instead of having to tell it over and over and over and over and having to experience it over and over and over and over. Um, I would assume that like, I'm sorry for making assumptions. I assume that telling over a traumatic story like that over and over will eventually make you close down. I don't know. Like shut down parts and pieces of the story the more you tell it. Because you want to get through it? I don't know. I I don't know. Because... I would say that you would probably start remembering things that you didn't remember before because you're in shock. I mean, these girls are telling things, trying to figure out stuff when they're in shock. In my opinion, you'd be in shock for days. So I'm not quite sure how. Anyway, but they deal with them so much better now and telling someone that you've been raped and going in and having um, medical um, examinations done now are it, it's not this it's not like it was it's not some horribly like ev- like invasive thing where you feel like you're gonna that that somebody's treating you with somebody that doesn't care. But um, the thing that totally was strange for me was that for 10 years, which they talk about on the show, for 10 years at the University of Kansas, which is my alma mater, there was a guy who was killing or raping girls, sorry, in exactly the same way as this person. And I flipped out and it was during, it was right in the middle between the time when I graduated and before Kendra started because there's 20 years between us. So thank God, but exactly the same way it was and never got caught by the way. Um, the, uh, they do catch this guy and the relationship between the women is really interesting. And uh, they interviewed the original um, victim, sorry. And she said that uh, pretty much the show did everything exactly right, that they did all the research, that there's nothing that was overblown so they could make a story there everything was pretty accurate so i think that's i mean kudos to them for that i think so i would say i would say definitely watch it um obviously i caught zombie land too um, how was that it's fun it's just about just as fun as the first one yeah, Good. Same returning cast um, as the first. You got Woody Harrelson, Jesse Eisenberg, Emma Stone, and Abigail Breslin. 
um, and then a couple new characters pop in and pop out. Um, if you're just looking for some fun Halloween-ish, fun zombie fair. Well, good, because I had it, friends that wanted to see it, but they were worried you know, it, it wasn't. It's nothing scary. It's just yeah, goofy zombie if you fun. Feel like so this if is... you saw Zombieland 1, it's in the same good. boat as Zombieland. Um, I also saw Gemini Man. Um, not really impressed with it. Um, at times, the the effects that they did of making a younger Will Smith pulled off well, and other times it looked like a not even a top notch video game character. Um, so I'd give that one a pass. There's not enough in there to that was. I had no worth desire it. to see that one. I like Will Smith, but nope. Um, and El Camino, uh, the Breaking Bad uh, postquel. What would that? It's not quite a sequel. It's kind right. of just like a. What'd you think? It's like a post untant, a post act. Right. Um, Second act. I don't think it was necessary. Okay. Is what it, my honest opinion was. It was nice to to see the characters again and be like, oh yeah, this is. Was I, it all I, of them? Everybody that. Except for like his Walt's family, okay, and then like uh, uh, I'm missing a couple of the characters' names, but that's okay. Enough of them that you're like, oh, okay. yeah, you kind of get nostalgia for like, oh man, this was a really, really, really good show that I miss because it was really well written, yeah, so good. But at the same time, I'm just like, did okay, this was it, in it theaters gave, or it was streaming? It's streaming. It's on Netflix. Okay. Well, I might um, take. I might. I might. I mean, it, it's Jesse's story. It's it's what happens to Jesse after. After. Um. I don't know. I kind of liked the ambiguousness of how everything just ended. Like we didn't know what ha- happened to him, and now we do. If you haven't seen I'm Breaking not, Bad, watch it. I'm not a hundred percent with the ending. Oh, of this one? Of the, of this one? Because it's just, I don't know. It's just, <clears throat> I'm I'm having troubles like forming a thought here. But it's just, at the end of the day, it just it felt like, unnecessary to did me. Did it seem like it was just made to make money? No. <laughs> I just think the cast wanted to get back together. Really? Yeah. Who Did the same person write it? Yeah. Okay. Vince Gilligan, I think. Is the guy behind it? Okay, but well, uh, I mean that's good. Well, I, yeah, I'm probably going to watch it. Actually, if you want the truth, it, it's like the it's like Deadwood coming back ten years later mm-hmm. to make a movie. Mm-hmm. It needed to happen way sooner than when it did because it's so much of a break that it it just feels like a throwaway. Like it's a very it's a nostalgic thing. Let's just. Let's just give them something. But I feel like I just watched something that was similar to that the movie came out recently, right? <laughs> that was like that. I don't know. Let me see if there's a podcast out that tells me what movies came out recently. Shush, <laughs> shush your face. Um, no, I. Just, oh, it was, but it wasn't too long afterwards. I'm thinking Downton Abbey, which was beautiful. I know that you don't want to see it, but yeah. And that was more of... Gosh, it was good. And it was and that, well done. And it was great. And it was beautiful. I'm so sorry. And But was was that... Was Downton Abbey a conclusion or was it as a bridge? Is it a bridge to the series continuing? 
or was it the conclusion of the series ending? Like, I was making it was just kind of ending. Like it the kinda, Deadwood movie was the wrap up of like okay, let's answer yeah. some of the stuff, yeah. and that's what El Camino. That's what was this like, did. But and it just gave you a nice feeling of this is where everyone is headed. Yeah. This isn't a nice feeling at the end. No, it just it just felt unnecessary to me. Okay. I, I wouldn't say it's not a nice feeling. It's just. I mean, is this going to be a waste of two hours of my life kind of thing? I don't even think it's two hours long. Will it be a waste <laughs> of an hour and a half of my life? If you liked Breaking Bad, you'll like this movie. Okay, good. But, well, that's all we needed really here. Boom. No, I, I think my important of like, it's a throwaway episode that's slightly longer. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, but I'm sure there's some people yelling at me out there. They're like, oh, no, it's the best thing ever. Okay. <laughs> I started. Uh, oh, go ahead. Nope. Oh, go ahead. You done? Well, I no. I mean, it, I was just. I'm listening to you. Okay. Well, I was going to go into radar and Q. Yeah, we can. Okay. Um, I'm looking forward to Terminator. As I said, uh, Harriet. I don't know if I'm going to get out to with everything else that's going to be starting up in the next two weeks. So Harriet might be one of those ones that just kind of. I'll watch Harriet. Finds its way when it comes back. I'll watch Harriet. I probably would, I would go to see Terminator because Jason would want to, oh shoot. Maybe he'll, maybe we can get there before he leaves. To go abroad and have a, going to Europe and going to practically every country that I, every time he tells me this, I'm like sitting there going, ugh. Um, the Terminator might make up for that. So you're also, what's in your queue? Just looking through the Disney stuff? Well, Apple TV Plus starts up this week, as I talked about, the new streaming stuff. And then Disney Plus stuff starts up next week. Apple TV. Hmm. You have to have an Apple TV first off. We don't. Then it's... Apple TV is like a... Box. Yeah. Okay. It's a streaming streaming little like box. Like a Roku? Yeah, but it's in the Apple See, stuff. we have an Amazon Fire and we have, we have like three Rokus and two Amazon Fires or something. But the Apple TV will be... Another thing. TV Plus is on the Apple TV. Is it a box or can I just plug it in like Fire, the Fire? You can plug it in just like the Fire. Hmm. How much is it? Do you know? Uh, I think like 160 to 200 it's a little bit more. Yeah. But that's all. I like I don't have the other devices. I'm excited to hear to that. what you watch off of that. Well, I mentioned a couple of them earlier. Well, I'm excited to hear how they go. If you like them. I what I've heard so far is the ones that are coming out on these two services are going to be the weekly releases. They're not going to dump them all. Like Netflix. They're really, they're oh, really, everybody's starting like to... like HBO. Yeah, everybody's starting to push back towards the... And even Netflix is doing it. There's a couple things on there that I noticed that say <sighs> weekly episodes and then... I just, I don't like that. But that's okay. I mean, that's how we used to do it, but no. Ugh. Anyway. I, I do like the binging. Me too. But I see why there's a pushback on it. Because if somebody goes through a, 
an episode or a production, <laughs> you spend a year on production and somebody goes through it in a day and now they have to, they're complaining about waiting another year for mm-hmm. another series. Mm-hmm. Sure. Whereas if you at least draw it out a little bit. It's like how Stranger Things was. Yeah. And then it was just a letdown. But, oh well, um, for me, um, let's see, listening to. I am listening to The Watchers by Dean Koontz. And so far, it's really strange. But um, it was Halloween time and I... It, it's heavily, it's very well regarded, so I thought I'd do that. But I really want to get get out and see Harriet and the Terminator. So both of those, I would say, Terminator may take precedence if we have date night. So um, there's a bunch of like little movies coming out over the next couple weeks too. Yeah, and I it's I there's think a it's, Christmas movie coming out. Oh, like um, last Christmas, I think. Oh, I haven't seen that one. Um, Modern Love came out. And it's about hmm, eight episodes. They're 30 minutes long. They have pretty famous people in them. And they're stories of Modern Love that are... Some are really enchanting. And some of them are... Touching. They're just touching. I don't think that I've seen one that wasn't just lovely. Um, another movie. Jojo Rabbit is out. That's oh, okay. I, there's another movie that I don't know when it came out and I can't look it up right now. But I watched it. I found it. And it's actually... Um, it's on... Amazon Prime or is it on HBO? I'd have to look that up. But if you search for The Beautiful Fantastic, it is, it's like Amelie in a way. I felt like it was like an Amelie type of film where it's just enchanting and beautiful and lovely and, and it's, the script is perfect and it's about a quirky girl, which I like movies about that, but it's so easy to watch and it's so, you can watch it with your girls, you can watch it, I would say, with anybody. I mean, I don't know what it's rated, but I didn't see anything that the entire family couldn't watch this movie. But it has the youngest daughter, if you go back season one, or the first few seasons of Downton Abbey, the youngest daughter is in this, she's just a doll. And um, so the beautiful, fantastic, search for it, find it, watch it. You won't regret it. Okay. Anything else? Um, no. All right. Well, I think that's going to wrap us up for the day. Wow. That was, uh, how long? Long. <laughs> <laughs> well, some of it we can, I think we got like over an hour and a half that so we'll cut down to like really short. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because uh, I, we had some te- technical difficulties and then some technical difficulties. It's been a day. <laughs> it has, it's actually been a few weeks, but it's been, it's great to be back. And um, I know that we've been behind, but some of you probably not may not have seen these things yet. And 
now you have reviews from us. Yeah. And as I mentioned, as we get into the colder weather, it'll be a little bit more there's also, regular for me here. Yeah. There's also... Also a special episode that just came out. Yeah, there was a special episode um, that dealt with um, Judy, and it was going to be just like this little Judy, dealing with Judy uh, Garland, the movie about her, but then um, <laughs> because... Casey Costello is on it and he is, he knows everything about Judy Garland. It's crazy. It's crazy. Um, you will learn so many things about Judy Garland. So if you're a Judy Garland fan, listen to that episode. Okay. Well, catch you next time. show notes for details on what the outgoing song is and who it is by and also as always if you have a piece of music that you'd like us to play or consider playing please contact us today Continue to hear more? Please consider Patreon. What is Patreon, you ask? Patreon is a content creator support site, a way for people to support the things they love and allow creators to continue creating the content that they love. Please consider heading over to patreon.com/gfmedia and becoming a Patreon supporter today.